while fear can seem so freaking scary and so real sometimes, it truly is just this sweet little part of you that is genuinely trying to keep you safe. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you as always for pressing play. Today, we're gonna talk about fear versus love. And while it may seem that we have a ton of different voices going on within ourselves, it really all stems between these two voices, fear and love. And When you begin to identify the difference between the two, life really can get, I want to say easier, but maybe easier to navigate through. Oftentimes we're told, listen, or I even talk about it on this podcast all the time is like, look within for the answers. And you're like, well, how do I know what voice I'm listening to? And so I want to talk more about what obviously fear sounds like. I think we are all familiar with that one. And then the difference and the voice of love and how when we inquire and we listen and we ask certain questions of ourselves, we can sincerely know the difference between the two and be guided through love, which is your true north that is going to get you to where you want to go. If you listen to the voice of fear, it will keep you where you are and remind you that you're not going anywhere. And it's it's just like, its intentions are good. Fear is meant to keep you safe. And what that means is keep you where you are, not allow you to move beyond because the unknown uncertainty is scary, Um, caring about what people think, not listening to your intuition and just trusting this voice that has good intentions. It really genuinely does, but it will keep you where you are. And the challenge with that is our innate nature is to grow and expand and experience. And when we deny our true selves because we're afraid, it can get so uncomfortable. Have you ever been in that experience where you just know what you're doing isn't working anymore? Whether it's a relationship, a career path, what have you, and you just know it's off, but you're so afraid to make a change because the familiar, although it's terrible, is better than the unknown. And that is your fear brain driving the bus, okay? So in my coaching practice, a lot of the questions that we do together is we inquire, what does the voice of fear versus what do the voice of love say? And I learned this through Alan Cohen when I did my certification program. And whenever I do coaching with him, he does this same thing. And while it seems like a simple process, it is incredibly deep. You can get so much from it. 
And it allows you to begin to recognize the true voice, the voice of love. And that voice gets louder and louder over time and you're able to connect with it really quickly. And the other part of this is the voice of fear is an illusion. And when I say that, it sounds like I'm like poof magic, but it's not. What I mean by illusion is that it is our perception of the experience. And I want to bring home an example, um, or no, 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 I want to share with you an example to bring home this concept, okay? So you are a kid and you're in class and you go up to read in front of the class, okay? You're maybe 10 years old and you're freaking out. You're super scared. So you stutter. You don't say what you were supposed to say in the right way. And your teacher reprimands you in front of the whole class. This is like worst case scenario, like nightmare come true, right? For a lot of kids. And in that moment, you decide from that experience that you are a terrible public speaker and you should never public speak again. Because when we're younger, especially, we take things in at face value. We don't investigate what's going on. We perceive the experience exactly as we think it is. There's no other way in which it could be, right? So then we go on our entire lives and we struggle with speaking up or speaking our truth. And maybe we have this big desire to be a speaker, but because of that one circumstance with that teacher, we perceived that it was our issue, okay? So that's one perception of that experience. Now, let's go back to that moment in time. I want you to imagine that your teacher just found out that her husband died, okay? This is very dramatic, but I'm just, I wanna bring this home. And so no matter what you did in that moment, she was gonna yell at you. It had nothing to do with the way you presented this information. You actually did a way better job than you thought because your fear brain in that moment told you that you stuttered, you did all these bad things, and that's why she yelled at you. She just yelled at you because she was upset and she was going to yell at you no matter what. What adult person is going to reprimand a child for trying, right? When you can think back to that moment, maybe your perception of that situation was off. So if you knew in that moment it had nothing to do with you and that your teacher was just traumatized by the news she just heard and she responded inappropriately and didn't even realize she did, so she didn't apologize or never addressed it again, and you carried that circumstance with you through your entire life based off of your perception, that is what I mean by these are illusions. There are so many different ways in which we can perceive a circumstance and oftentimes fear chooses worst case scenario, doesn't investigate it, we never investigate it, and then we carry these belief systems with us through our entire lives, okay? So fear, now that you hopefully got that understanding, is an illusion, is when you can identify the voice of fear you can simply say to it, I know you're trying to keep me safe and I know that this isn't true, okay? So let's talk through some examples and then we can kind of oscillate between the voice of fear and the voice of love and you can do this with me, okay? So let's say you are switching careers, okay? 
your fear brain has convinced you that you should not leave your career. Good jobs are hard to come by. You need a consistent salary with security. Okay. Um, what are you going to do for money? And what if this doesn't work out? Okay. You're, you're maybe jumping off and you're going to be an entrepreneur. You're starting your own business, right? When in reality, when you investigate these things, I'm not even going to go there. We don't even need to investigate these things. That's like a whole coaching thing. Okay. So the voice of fear, it is, it's very urgent. It's rushed. It's scared. It's doomsday worst case scenario. And it doesn't feel good. That is the number one thing you will begin to recognize because it is not in alignment with who you really are. The voice of love is tender. It's calm. It's slow. It is not urgent at all. Nothing is ever urgent with the voice of love. You always have enough time. You can't do it wrong. There's no judgment. There's grace. And it's just love. It's pure love. And so when you come across a circumstance such as leaving a career to go to entrepreneurship, all this fear is going to come up, right? And when you live in your brain and you, you activate and run from your brain, you are going to create these fear-based results and they will become your reality. What you focus on becomes your proof, right? Because it's your intention of where you're coming from. So what you do is you simply get into a meditative state. Whatever this looks like to you, it could be taking a few deep breaths. And as you practice this, you can tap into this voice quicker and quicker. It might take a little bit if you're not used to it at first. So you think of yourself, like a lot of times with my clients, what I'll do is I think of the outcome, best case scenario, that version of you is who you're speaking to, because that's the one that knows that you're capable, right? You wouldn't have this desire within you if you didn't have all it takes and the support of the universe to make it come true. It just would not exist. The fact that it's a thought in your brain means it is 1000% a reality. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, if you have a desire to be something, even if fear is trying to hold you back, once you begin to recognize the inner voice, the inner wisdom as your guiding principle, the fear simply goes away. It no longer has a hold over you because you recognize it for what it is. It is not the truth. It is the voice that is trying to keep you safe. And you cannot operate from that voice anymore. You cannot allow that part of you to run the show. Okay, so circling back, you take a few deep breaths. You put your hand on your heart. You connect with your heart, not your head. You drop in. What does the voice of love say about me leaving my job? This is a desire you've had for a long time. We believe in you. We're here for you. Even if you don't have it all figured out right now, just take the first step. It's going to be okay. You're not alone in this. You've done scary things before and they've worked out. Remember a time when you trusted and you were unsure and it unfolded better than you could have imagined. You've got this. We're with you. 
It's going to be okay. That is the voice of love. It's confident, it's unwavering, it's supportive, and it feels good. And so oftentimes, even for myself, this happens frequently, but I'm able to come in and out of it very, very quickly now because I know what fear is. Fear, it doesn't mean that fear goes away. It doesn't mean that it doesn't speak up anymore. It means A, you recognize it for what it is. And then B, when I voice my fear, I generally look in the mirror and I say all the things, right? It's very, um, what's the word I want to say? I keep thinking doomsday, but it's very powerless. You have, it takes away all your power and your ability to choose. But here's the brilliant part. You always hold the power and ability to choose. Which voice are you going to listen to? You are not the voices. You are the observer of the voices in your head. And so you can choose which voice you are going to let guide you. So the voice of fear when it comes to a relationship, maybe you've struggled and you can't find a partner and you just went on another date and it didn't work out. It wasn't a good setup. The voice of fear. I'm so sick of this. I can't find a partner. There's no good men out there. There must be something wrong with me. Why can't I find a good partner, right? Um, I'm going to be alone forever. I don't know anybody who's in a healthy relationship. Okay, these are either, I mean, it's kind of both. It's deep-seated belief systems, but it's also the voice of fear. And I think sometimes we get caught up especially, I mean, even the messages I share on this podcast, it's like, do this, do this, do this, <laughs> do coaching, do um, EMDR, do breath work, do cold plunges, um, shadow work, processing, all these things that we can spend our entire lives, quote unquote, fixing ourselves. But if you can just simply master the voice of fear versus love, it can transform your life in an instant. You don't have to wait until you've discovered all these different modalities, right? Because being a human being and experiencing life, you will experience fear. It is just a part of the game. But when you begin to recognize it and know it and become familiar with it, it loses all its power. It's the idea of the Wizard of Oz, right? So if you haven't watched The Wizard of Oz, where the hell have you been? <laughs> this was my favorite movie as a child. I would watch it over and over and over again. I was totally obsessed. I've been every Wizard of Oz character multiple times in a row for Halloween. Um, it's hilarious. Like my childhood was The Wizard of Oz. Even when my dad did my speech at my wedding, it was all The Wizard of Oz character. Like it's been such a huge part of my life, okay? That was a tangent. All right, going back, Wizard of Oz. So the um, Oz, the great and powerful Oz, right? At the end of the movie, you realize it's like this sweet old man behind a curtain. And that is to say that while fear can seem so freaking scary and so real sometimes... It truly is just this sweet little part of you that is genuinely trying to keep you safe. 
I remember one time when I was doing the coaching session, my coach at the time, who was extraordinary, she like changed my life. She told me, imagine you were speaking at a conference and you were sharing all these powerful principles and someone at the end came up to you and they were really upset and they weren't necessarily upset with you, but they were like, I don't understand any of this. I don't, I don't get any of this. I'm freaking out. Like I'm really worried. Um, I'm scared. I feel like my life's not working out. I need to be in control, et cetera. What would you do to that person? And I was like, I would go up to them and give them a hug and tell them it's okay and that I love them and that I'm here for them. And that person would settle down and they would recognize that it's okay to feel how they feel. They're going to figure it out. It's not the end of the world, right? It settles the fear. When we resist the voice and we let it incessantly tell us things that are not true, it's very hard to then not identify with the voice and recognize it as this outside entity. I think the reason why it can feel so sneaky too is because there's not actually two different voices, right? It's It feels as though they're both who you are. And if you're not used to saying, okay, that's fear, okay, that's love, it's they kind of blend together, if you will. But as I mentioned before, the quickest way to know what voice you're listening to is, does this feel good? Okay, one more big example I think that's helpful, at least for me, is when I'm waiting on something that's not happening. So it's a desire. It's something that I want. It's It can be anything for you. It could be the relationship, the money, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get a house, you're trying to get a new job, whatever it is, and it's not coming and you've been patient, and you've been listening to all my manifestation episodes, and you're like, I'm going to manifest this thing in my life. I know it's possible for me. Like, here we go. You're feeling really good. You're feeling high vibe. You're doing all the things, and it's not coming. And then the voice of fear begins to creep in, and it's like, who do you think you are? Why are you still waiting for this? You know that this isn't possible for you. Like, you need to just give up on this dream and move on right? And you have so much proof maybe that you've recognized that it's not coming because your fear brain has told you as such. Meanwhile, when you can connect to the voice of love when that happens and say, okay, voice of fear, I voiced you, I've, I've acknowledged you, right? Because what you resist persists. So acknowledge the voice of fear, treating it as though it is that scared person at your audience uh, speaking event that you had, and saying, okay, I know you're just trying to keep me safe. I appreciate this. This is an old pattern. This is old proof. The voice of love. Are there, is there proof that this is on the way? Do I need physical evidence if I know deep down within me that this is possible? Can I find proof in my current reality? Are there other people who have received the thing that I'm looking for? Where on, can I look on Pinterest? Can I look on Instagram? Can I talk to friends and family? Maybe you can't remember to keep things safe if you aren't in a community of people who will support you. That's another episode. Um, but just giving the voice of love the stage for a moment and reminding yourself that your desires are real, 
that love is always here to support you, that you don't walk, walk alone, and that when you connect to this voice, it's who you really are, it reminds you of the truth, and it connects you on the direct path to where you want to go. And the more you exercise this voice, the more results you get, the more proof you have, and we only learn from our own experience. I can tell you a thousand different ways in which I have proof that this is true. But when you are like, okay, what I'm doing isn't working. I'm going to try this on for size. The voice of fear, the voice of love. Okay, the voice of love feels good. I'm going to trust that voice. I'm going to keep listening to that, whatever it tells me to do. And then you get proof and you're like, oh my gosh, that worked. Oh my gosh, I can trust this voice that loves and cares about me. I don't have to struggle and sacrifice and worry and fear and take action from a scared place. You can begin to do this more and more. You get more and more proof and then it just becomes a reality. Again, the voice of fear is still there, but you know its name. You know who they are. And in the instant it shows up for you, which it does happen way, way less and for briefer periods of time because you're able to know who it is. Another quick analogy here is um, Alan Cohen talks about in his book, A Course in Miracles Made Easy, an extraordinary book, one of the first ones that I read. And still read over and over again because I get something new from it every time. It's like the voice of fear is a stranger because it's often belief systems that aren't ours. They're our families, their societies, or maybe a misperception in a circumstance like I talked about in the beginning that you perceived about your life. It's a stranger because it doesn't feel good. And so he says, if a stranger called you on the phone and said, meet me at Starbucks in an hour, this is Susan, you'd be like, no, you would ignore them. <laughs> or maybe you wouldn't say no, you'd be like, I don't know who this is. But if a friend phoned you, which is the voice of love and said, I need to talk to you, meet me at Starbucks in an hour, you would, they wouldn't even have to say their name because you would know that it was your friend. You can just tell when the voice is familiar and it's connected and it feels good. That is the truth of who you are. If you listen to nothing else that I say, this is the one thing that can change your entire life, is stating to yourself and making the decision that I'm no longer going to allow fear to drive my life, to drive my decisions, and I'm going to trust life, and I'm going to listen to the voice of love as often as I can, follow its guidance, and watch what happens to your life. It is extraordinary. This one shift. And if you're so used to listen, listening to fear and you need support in this, that's where people like me, coaches, supportive people that can help guide you to listening to the voice of love. Because that's really all it is. When you go within, you honor your own unique you, the only you there is and ever will be, and you listen to that, that will guide you home every time. So 
Thank you, as always, for listening. If you are interested in coaching, you can go to the show notes. I always have a link in there. It talks more about what it is. It's holistic, um, which basically means it's not like we don't really come up with um, strategies. It's not business oriented. It's really mindset oriented. It's connecting you back into who you are, reframing past circumstances so they can better support you, empower you give you back your power so you can live your most authentic life. If that is of interest of you, to you, check out the link in the show notes. Thank you as always for listening and until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In and thank you for listening.